First of all, guys, thank y'all for letting me be able to talk to you a little bit. And thank you, Mr. Jesse, the Silver Fox, for allowing me on. Uh, really cool opportunity. Don't know why you picked me, but I appreciate it. Uh, and then, as Davis talked about earlier, it's just some incredible guests, including, you know, Jason, who we just had up. And, and like you said, well, appreciate it, Davis. Today, my what I'm talking about is listening, learning, leading with questions. And I have to give a shout out to Miss Melissa Jackson. She is Davis's aunt. Uh, we talk about her a lot on the show. She's been highly impactful for both of our lives, especially in the realm of, of just starting laying foundations and getting out to, to where we are today. And so her and, and her partner at Eagle Center for Leadership really coined the term of, of listen, learn, and lead with questions, right? And so just to give you a backstory of one, who I am, but really who Lang Foundations is and, and kind of where this all started, right? Davis and I met at Auburn, got together. Davis is like, man, we should get a podcast going. What you think? I said, yeah, let's do it, man. And then from there, we really started thinking about what does the construction industry need and, and how can we, as just two young guys who really haven't been in it, I was still in college. Davis just got into the industry. So how can we take what we barely know and use it to our advantage, right? And, and we realize that it's not us that are going to be able to to really give all the advice and the leadership, but it, it's going to other people and getting their wisdom, getting their knowledge, getting their their leadership and being able to broadcast it to the next generation. And so what we found, right, is that as more and more of the older generation are retiring at a rapid, rapid time, it's faster than people are coming into it. All that knowledge, all that incredible skill and, and wisdom and advice is leaving with it. And that's a problem because the next generation that's coming in is going to miss out on that. And through that, you're going to have lower quality. You're going to have people who just don't know exactly how the older guys used to do it, right? Because they've been doing it for so long. Now there's this new 20-something-year-old, even 30-something-year-old who've been doing it for maybe five years, even 10 years, but not 50, right? Not 40 years. And the problem is a lot of the people coming in, and this used to be me, right? We didn't want to ask questions, maybe because of pride, maybe because of arrogance or timidness, or we just weren't sure how. We didn't want to be vulnerable. And so through all this, Davis and I discovered, well, how do we equip the next generation of builders? How do we bring what we don't know, what the younger generation doesn't know? And how do we teach those who are coming into the industry to learn and grow through the older generation? And you do that by listening, by learning, and by leading with questions. So first point, listening, right? You hear it all the time. It's easy to do, but not a lot of people do it. Everyone wants to hear themselves talk. And I know that I'm one of those guys. And it's easy because you feel like you have a lot to say, but the moment that you can just slow down, you can stop for a moment and you can just listen to what someone else is saying, you'll be able to gain more knowledge and wisdom and advice and, and insights that you never thought possible. Right. So what are a few ways that we can listen better, especially being younger, especially being this up and coming generation to the construction industry? Well, one way is to eliminate distractions. I know for me personally, I'm really bad at checking my phone. I'm bad at like trying to scroll through it. If I get a ding, I can look at it. I want to see who it is. Right. I want to see if it's important. And I sometimes do that when I'm talking to someone. And that's no bueno for you to be someone who truly wants to value the person that you're talking to, you need to eliminate that distraction. Because if you're talking to someone, especially a guy who's been in the industry for a long time, and all of a sudden you look at your phone, you kind of look around, you get distracted, they're going to think that you don't really care about what they're having, about what they're saying. 
and they might just shut down. They'll just stop talking or in the conversation there. You could have just missed out on a ton of different things, right? You should be laser focused on what that person is saying because it's not only going to help you process more of that information that's come into it, but it's going to allow them to know that you actually care about what they have to say, that they're not just blowing smoke. They're not just talking uh, to talk and have you forget everything that they just said immediately after you finish, right? They know that what they're saying is valuable to you and therefore you can take that later on and use it and you can share that with someone else and you can pass that down the line. And maybe when you're 50 years old, you're able to go to someone and say, look, I know a guy that taught me this when I, were when I first started construction and I want to be able to give it to you. The next way you can listen more intently, you can listen better, is to ask questions, ask follow-up questions. And again, easier said, not a lot of people do it. The way you ask follow-up questions, right, is one, you have to be focused, you have to listen to them, you have to know what they're saying, and pick things that you might not understand completely and don't be afraid to admit that you don't understand it. I know for me, if I'm talking with maybe my PM or maybe one of the trade partners in the field and they say a word that I think I should know, it's easy to gloss over it and nod your head and say, yeah, 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 no, right, that thing, you know, pretend like you know it. But if you can stop there and say, well, what is that exactly? What do you, what do you, what, what's the word that you just asked or said or what's the topic that you just approached? Because I'm not too familiar with it. Can you go in depth on that a little bit? that could completely change the conversation right there. People love, love, love talking about what they're passionate about. If you ask a carpenter to talk to him about how to make a better miter joint or how did he measure this opening and get it perfectly right every time, right? The littlest of things, they're going to go in depth and they're going to teach you something that you don't know. Ask a follow-up question on, well, how exactly did you install the soffit over there? Or how exactly did you put that steel in? It'll be amazed. You'll be amazed at what knowledge and, and advice that you can get from those people by just asking them and continue to ask and continue to ask, right? And this goes into asking questions at the end of it, and we'll get more in depth on that later. All this ties in together. Number three, how do you listen better? Rephrase what they say. At the end of the day, someone just wants to know that you got it. Well, they want to know that the advice that you had asked, that whatever they were talking to you about, that you actually understood it that you actually heard it and you processed it and you can take that and then push it down the line to someone else. And so once they tell you something, once they're, once they're talking to you, rephrase what they said. So really what I understand is you said blank, 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 or you're talking about this, that, and the other, right? If they agree with you, then you got it. It's, it's locked in your mind. You understand. And if, it's, if you're completely wrong, they'll be able to rephrase it again and it's only to your benefit that you actually got that information once they rephrase it, right? Rephrase it again once they just said it. See if you actually got it over and over and over and over until the conversation ends. Because at the end of the day, you need to learn from every single person on the job site, especially especially your first zero to five years in construction. Those are incredibly important because they're going to set the foundation for the rest of your career, right? It's kind of like when you're a child. And in zero to five or six or seven, whatever the age is, it's really easy to learn new things. It's easy to learn a new language. It's easy to learn how to do something. It's the same way in construction. You're going to have a massive, a massive amount of info just being thrown at you daily. And so if you can listen, if you can learn, if you can lead with questions, it's going to make a tremendous impact on your career. Point.
Davis asked a question. What do you do when you can tell someone doesn't understand what you're communicating to them? Great question, Davis. I've had that many times, right? At that point, you kind of have to stop and rephrase what you're saying. Ask them, hey, did what I just say to you make any sense? Can I can I say it a little different way to, to help you understand it? Maybe there's a language barrier. Maybe they're, they're speaking Spanish, right? And you're speaking English, but you can kind of communicate. Can you point to something? Can you help bring in someone to communicate it better? Can you ask the question in a different way? Try multiple things in order that you're speaking the same language. Don't give up easily because it's really easy if someone's not getting it to say, oh, never mind, and you walk away, right? It takes time. It takes practice. It takes intentionality. Point number two, learn. How do you learn better by being in the stream? I, I just mentioned it, right? The first zero to five years, you're, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to learn a massive amount, and you're not going to be able to remember it all. But some of the things that you can do, right, is you can, again, I'll use an example as a project manager or talking to your project manager. We had uh, my an internship. I was in Nashville. was working for Layton Construction, right? Johnny Green, he was one of our first guests on the podcast. He said something profound. Davis mentioned it earlier, right? But in order to progress in your next position in the industry, right, you have to learn how to do it. And so if you are a assistant PM, you have to learn how to be a project manager. If you're a project manager, you have to learn how to be a senior PM. If you're a senior PM, you have to learn how to be a project executive. And doing that revolves listening, revolves learning, revolves leading with questions. You have to be able to soak in every single thing that they're asking you. And there's a couple of different ways to do that. One way is to have a great attitude about it because no one wants to teach someone with a bad attitude. No one wants to help someone if they're not interested. No one wants to pour into someone on their job site if they just come in every day and they don't talk to anyone, they don't develop a relationship, they don't ask questions, and they just leave at the end of the day without you ever getting to know, know, know them anymore right? So have a great attitude when you, when you wake up every day, when you get to the job site, you might not have a great attitude every single day of the year because we're humans, things happen, right? But have a better attitude more times than not. Another way. Oh, here we go. Adam Hoots. What happens after I start leading with questions? We'll get to that, right? But in order to lead with questions, you have to be a good listener. You have to be a good learner because if you can't listen well and you don't learn well, then how are you going to ask them good questions? It's all about asking the right questions, good questions, and not just pointless. It's easy to say, oh, cool, why is that color red, right? Or you could say, well, how did you get to this point to where you were able to establish this benchmark on the elevation? I don't know. Think of a way to better lead someone with questions. And by doing that, you have to understand the entire topic. Another way to learn is be willing to let someone pour into your life. We kind of just talked about it a little bit. It's about having a great attitude. It's about being willing to be someone who wants to know about someone else's life. You need to find a mentor. Jesse is a great example. He's a wonderful mentor. Same with Adam. Same with Jason. Same with a lot of different people on here who have already spoken to you. Miss Jen, Thomas, you name it. I don't want to leave anyone out. They're all incredible mentors to us. It, Davis and I at Lane Foundations because they're willing to pour into us, right? And the more they pour into it, the more we're open to it, the more we learn, the more we're able to grow and help someone else. Another way to learn is listen with great intent and focus. We talked about in the first point, laser focus on who, who you're talking to. Because if you're dozing off, if you're looking behind them, if you're thinking about what you're doing in the afternoon, if you're thinking about, oh, what time is it? Oh, what do I need to be doing? Am I, is my phone ringing? Am I, am I uh, going on a date tonight, right? If you're thinking about something else 
while you're talking to someone, while they're trying to teach you, you're not going to learn very well. Focus and intentionality on what you are talking to someone about is the only way that you're going to grow and learn and lead because it takes intense focus to learn new things, especially if it's a topic that you think you already know, right? I'm in project management. Davis is in field supervision. He's a superintendent. If one of us goes up and maybe it's something we've done a hundred times, like an RFI or submittal, and I might think I know all of it. It's easy to gloss over that off of something you've already done and just be like, I don't need to know any more about that. I've already learned it. But if you're intentional about listening to everything someone has to say, if your PM comes to you and talks about a submittal or talks about this RFI and how to do it better, if you can just instead put away your pride and focus on them and what they're saying and be like, you know, I might not know everything there is to know about submittals or RFIs, even though you might have done it hundreds of times. There's always something new to learn. Focus with intentionality. Uh, another way to say that. And listen to what they have to say. And you will be surprised at all that you can learn. Uh, leading with questions. I got three more points. How do you better lead with questions, right? Adam asked a question earlier. One way to lead with questions is in order to do that, you need to have at least somewhat of a relationship with that person for it to truly mean something. You can lead with questions with some you never know. I like to ask people a lot of questions, even the people sitting on the plane seat next to me that I don't know. Right? What do you do? What do you, how, do you have a family? Where are you going? Where are you coming from? But in order to truly lead with questions and be a leader and to make an impact on your job site, you need to have a personal relationship with those around you. If I go up to a foreman and I try to get him to do something, he's just going to look at me and be like, okay, you know, and maybe not do it and maybe walk away. Whereas if I know him personally and we have a relationship and we talk about how he likes to play golf or we talk about how he got into the industry or we talk about his personal time, what he do on the weekend, and I have a problem come up and I say, hey, dude, this just happened. I know it's a pain in the butt, but could you help me do X, Y, Z? Even though I'm, it, it could be difficult, it could be easy. They're more likely to do that if you've been leading with questions this whole time, right? Because the first time you meet someone, you're probably not going to need something from them. It's going to be later down the line. It's going to be something that happens in the project that you need to say, hey, dude, this has happened. I need, I need a big favor, right? And in order to do that, you need to lead with questions in the first place. You need to ask them who they are. What do they do? What's their family life like, right? Another way to do that is to just go to someone in the field that you've never met before and ask what they're doing. Hey, dude, what are you doing right now? And why are you doing it? And not in a manner of saying, well, why are you doing that? Why are you doing it that way? You're doing it wrong, right? It's saying, hey, man, teach me what you're doing. Show me show me exactly why you're doing that because I want to learn. I don't know as much about mechanical, about welding mechanical pipes, maybe. Like, why are you going this way? Why are you pushing a puddle the opposite way? Or why are you installing hangers like that? Or why are you putting in windows like that, right? You're always going to learn something new when you ask a skilled trade professional who is really good at what they do, why they're doing it and how they're doing it and how you could do it better as someone who've never, who's never done it before, maybe, right? And the final point of how do you lead with questions is go to them from a standpoint of what can you do better as someone who is leading them as a, as a general contractor. We're speaking from a general contractor's point of view because that's what I work in currently. 
if you go out to a tradesperson, you say, Hey man, you're doing a great job. I love all that you do. You have just crushed this whole project. What can I do to help make your life a little easier? What can I do to help make your job just a little bit simpler during the day? Right. Are you getting enough info from the architect? Am I pushing the RFIs through fast enough? Are we making it too hard on you? With maybe what Jason talked about, what system can I employ to make your life a little easier? Can we get more porta potties? Can we put more questions on? That's right, Chewy. Interested questions. You want to ask people things that are going to get them excited. You want to ask, you want to be fully invested in their life. And in order to do that, you have to ask questions. You have to develop a relationship with them. You have to listen. You have to learn. You have to do everything that every single people, every single person on this decentralized conference has already said. And you have to do it better and better every single day. Because like Ian just said, if you can make work not as hard, if you can make showing up, or Jason, what Jason just said, if you can make showing up to the job site like Disneyland a little bit easier every single day, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing at the work that gets done, at the attitude of the people on the job site, at the relationships that you build, and at how successful your project is. Because at the end of the day, people are the most important. They are the priority. They are the people that show up every day and actually build the building. As a GC, we don't build the building. We help it. We push people forward. We provide the resources. We do everything there is to do, but we don't swing a hammer. We don't put... We don't weld pipes. We don't dig in the ground, right? We don't pour concrete or lay rebar or you name it. The people in the field are the ones who actually build the building. So how can we make their life better? How can we listen to them? How can we learn? How can we lead with questions? And that's the big part of what Davis and I have seen as young guys in the construction industry, right? We've talked to people who have had problems with newer people in uh, coming up through the ranks who think they know it all, who don't know anything about what they're talking about, but they're trying to direct the foreman who's been doing it for 40 years on how to do something better. Right. Even though this might be their second year on the job. I know a foreman who told me that they had one or two guys who were just fresh off the, the college graduation, just got to the job and they walked up to him and they said, Hey, you need to do this this way you need to go and do it xyz and that's how i want you to do it right and as a foreman who doesn't know them who has never met them in their life and who's also been doing it 40 years kind of made him a little bit mad right and so he did it that way and it ended up being wrong and he got the blame and so did the 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 new person in the industry they also got the blame too because they did not have that relationship of working together. Instead, if they had that relationship, if they had been listening and learning and leading with questions this whole time, that new guy could have came up to that foreman and said, hey, we need to do X, Y, and Z. How do you think we should do it? And that foreman is going to tell you exactly how they think you should do it. And at the end of the day, yeah, it's your call. But if you're not relying on the people in the field to, to teach you, to show you what the best way to do it is, your project's not going to be successful. Because our job is not to tell someone how to build. Our job is to build a relationship with them instead. Hope you guys enjoyed this. I know two minutes early, but Jesse, dude, this has been awesome. We appreciate Whoa. everything that you've done with this. Sorry if I rambled on. I'm trying to get my thoughts in order. But this is really, this is something that Davis and I are really passionate about. It's just the people of the industry. How can the younger generation make it better? How can we make the industry better coming up? Because everyone's leaving. And so it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some replacing. It's going to take some learning. 
it's going to take people who who truly want to to build those relationships yes we have well done my friend and and we we got some questions for you so all right I'm yeah. get you with the sidewinder question ian asked this question of davis earlier we weren't able to answer it live so here's a question for you what do you mm -hmm. think is the biggest constraint for young leaders in the construction industry i think the biggest constraint constraint comes personally it comes internally to a lot of people because as a young guy in the industry what do you want to do when you get there you want to prove yourself right you want to be someone that everyone can rely on you want to be that 20 30 year veteran and you're in your first year but i think a lot of it has come down to how can you humble your humble yourself enough how can you get that pride out there you go self-seeking how can you take away what you think you should know and instead just try to learn something new every day. Davis is the master of asking questions on the job site to people. He goes around. That man probably asks 200 plus questions a day to all the foremen, to all the laborers, to everyone. He's incredible at it, right? He's yeah. put down his pride. He's put down what he should know or thinks he should know. And even at, even at the risk of looking stupid for asking a question, he's still going to ask it. And that's what every young person should be trying to do especially in their first couple of years in the industry. Even if you know something, even if you know about how a mechanical riser is supposed to work, right? Ask your foreman because what's been really cool, not to not being braggy or arrogant or anything, right? But what I found is that the more that you get to know these, the workers on your job site, the more you get to ask questions of them. When they come to you, you can instead work together on things. I had a foreman come to me and say, hey, here's this problem, right? And we were able to work through it together. And by each of us asking questions, we came up with a solution that worked for everyone and actually worked better than the, the solution that was previously proposed. Yes. And so if you're able to do that as a young person, develop these relationships, put down your pride, ask questions daily, it's going to be really, really cool over the next few years what that starts to look like with the people on your job site. Amazing. We got to, you get, you're getting hit with questions. So I got Come some on. more questions for you folks. And so Adam Hoots asks, how does leading with questions mm. relate to your faith and religion? Uh, man, that's, that's a good one. Adam. <laughs> that's a really good one. I think for me, and it goes back to the pride and arrogance part, right? I used to be incredibly prideful. It runs in my family. I still got it. Right. But in order for me, I've been humbled a lot in my life. And so in order for me to, to continue not not growing in the pride and arrogance, but instead growing in the humility, I have to ask questions. I have to get humbled because the moment that I think I know something, biblically, spiritually, or career-wise, personally, professionally, the moment that I think I made it or that I think I'm there or that I think I know something, I get proven wrong. And it's embarrassing, right? In order, if, if you if you are confident and you just blurt out an answer and you say, oh, we need to do it this way. And someone comes in and says, oh, well, it really is not the right way to do it. It needs to be done this way, this way, and this way, right? That's going to hurt. It's going to hurt your pride. And, it, and that might have been the way you did it on a last job site, but not this one, you know? And, and so same way biblically if you come in at someone and and maybe it's someone who doesn't doesn't believe in the lord doesn't believe in jesus and you come at them saying well it's it's this way or the highway or it's this or that or that right 
and you don't truly get to know them and you don't ask questions as to why they believe what they do, you're never going to be able to connect with them and lead them the right way or grow them and grow them in their in their the walk with the Lord. Right. If you just come in there hard and you don't learn with them, you don't ask questions and you don't listen to them. You're never going to be able to connect with anyone personally or professionally. Poof, gangsta. Well, since you're just handling them like no big deal, here's a tough one. Hey, us Gen Xers, I'm a Gen Xer too, brother Ian. Uh, we're still here. What can we do for your generation? Man, Ian, great question. <laughs> Y'all are doing it. A lot of you are, right? And I think there is some who, who have a mindset of figure it out. I'm not going to help you. I think there is a there is a great time to say figure it out, but it's it's figure it out, and then once you think you know, come to me, run it by me, and let's talk through it together, right? If yeah. you're if you're a foreman who has a new guy on the crew, and the new guy asks you, maybe it's a stupid question in your mind. Maybe it's something that they should know, like we talked about earlier. How do you do? How do you put a drill bit in a drill, right? If you just say to them, ah, figure it out, I'm not telling you what if they do it wrong, right? It's hard to do that wrong, but what if they do it wrong and then they get hurt? Yeah. Figure it out. How do you think we should do it? Let them try it and then have them come to you. And if they did it wrong, teach them. Or if they did it right, say, great job. Here's an even better way you can do this. Does it, yeah. It's really just how do you develop that relationship? How can you help someone even if you think they should already know something? I, I think that's really what what the younger generation wants. We want feedback, right? Especially, especially the new guys coming in more so than anything. We just want feedback on if we're doing it right. Like, how can we do it better? Are we doing this? Okay. Like, did, did I do a good job? I didn't see that question that just popped up. It, it, it went away, but there you go. That's it. Give them good feedback. Keep, keep giving them feedback. That helps us tremendously. I try to go to my PM every week or two or a few weeks to say, Hey, what can I do better? Like, what am I doing well? What am I doing poorly? And what can I do better? And if you are a guy that can go to the new guy in the industry or on your team or whoever and say, look, man, ask me questions. Don't be afraid to ask a stupid question and go to them and say, hey, can we just talk about how you've been doing? Like, this is what you're doing good. This is what you're not doing well. And this is how you can do it better. And if they truly want to get better in the industry, they're going to take that advice Right. And they're going to try to apply it to their job. And so in like a month or two, when you come back and say, hey, this is what you're doing well, hopefully on the last list that what they were not doing well is now on what they are doing well. And you can find something else that they're not doing great and help build them up. And so in, in a few years, they're crushing it because you've been able to teach them and train them daily on what to do better. Ten four. All right, so Walker, I'm gonna hold you hostage because I may need yeah, you to fill on. some some blank time while I get choked up. But folks, everybody out there in the omniverse, thank you for all the time that you've gifted us. If you watch the whole thing, if you caught pieces of it, if you're watching the replay, if you're sharing it, if it was shared with you, thank you for the time. We had a whole host of amazing people, and so people. I've been asked, like, what, why, what's the whole point of this? Why are you doing this? And one, like, just the superficial straight up, got a book, right? I am, it is now available. It is my 
first, second book, second, first book, becoming the promise you're intended to be. How did I go about selecting these people? I selected them because they have helped me stay on the path to becoming the promise I'm intended to be. I had high hopes for what could happen by assembling this group of people, uh, taking on this new crazy experiment that, as Adam says, like we didn't know what it was going to work out to. We don't know what the future implications are. We didn't know if anybody was going to show up. Um, but I believe this group of people uh, sharing their knowledge and expertise and heart and soul through this medium could cause ripples of impact that we will not know for a long time. Mm. And, I, and I've gotten a couple of messages in the back that signal to me that that's happening already. And it's what I wanted. So Walker, thank you, man, for, for doing this. Everybody else that live streamed with us yesterday and today, thank you for doing it. For everybody that was present, <clears throat> thank you for your time. The, the implications of what could be have just multiplied for me. And I'm grateful to all of you for helping me experience that. Well, um, dude, I, I think I can speak for everyone who have, who's been watching or who's been on this is that Dude, you're a rock. You're a rock for all of us. So thank you for putting this together. Thank you for pouring into all of our lives because I know every single person on here, you've poured into their life and you've been awesome. You've been super helpful and, and tremendous for, for Davis and I's growth personally, professionally. You name it, dude. Like We, we go to you for advice because we know that you're always going to be there and that you got the answers, man. If you don't, you're going to find someone that does. And so we appreciate all that you do for us again. I think this was incredible. Let's do it again.